You're listening to the Elevate Podcast, the official podcast of the Coastal LA Singles Ministry, where our focus is reaching up, reaching in, and reaching out. In a busy world with unending work and responsibilities piling up, stress can get to the best of us. But how bad is it for you, really? Can stress actually kill you? From a biological perspective, stress makes perfect sense. If you're about to get chomped on by a bear, your stress hormones better kick your butt into gear. But it turns out that your mortgage, unemployment, and looming exam all trigger the same stress response in your body. And unlike most animals, which eventually experience a major decrease in these hormones, humans can't seem to find the off switch. Even though it's not life and death, our psychological woes consistently bathe our bodies in these hormones, making our heart pound, muscles tense, and stomach turn. In Japan, they have the term koroshi, which literally translates to death from overwork. In what is now deemed an overworking epidemic, these individuals who are seemingly healthy and in their prime suddenly die. After being officially recognized and documented in Japan, these sudden heart attacks and strokes were quickly linked to stress. But how does stress cause this? Cortisol is one of the main stress hormones which helps divert energy to where you need it and away from non-essential functions of the body. But with chronic stress exposure, problems arise. The immune system shuts down, inflammation is inhibited, white blood cells are reduced, and susceptibility to disease increases. Some evidence also suggests that prolonged stress may be involved in the development of cancer. When looking at the arteries of macaque monkeys, those under significant stress have more clogged arteries. This prevents blood from getting to the heart quickly during stress and can ultimately lead to heart attacks. The brain also takes a toll. When looking at mice exposed to stress, we see dramatically smaller brain cells with fewer branch extensions than normal mice. This is particularly prevalent in the areas associated with memory and learning, which may stir up some memories for you of those wonderful all-night study sessions. The acute stress and sleep deprivation can make it increasingly difficult to remember the things we want to. Perhaps the most telling story is in our DNA. We contain something called telomeres at the end of our chromosomes, which decrease in size with our age. Our video on aging here explains this process. Eventually, the telomeres run out, at which point the cell stops duplicating and dies. So telomeres are directly related to aging and length of life. And it turns out, stress may actually accelerate the shortening of these telomeres. But not all hope is lost for the perpetually stressed. Another hormone, oxytocin, has been shown to reduce this stress response. It helps your blood vessels relax and even regenerates the heart from stress-related damage. So how do we get more oxytocin? It's sometimes dubbed the cuddle hormone because it's released during positive social interactions and while caring for others. People who spend more time with others create a buffer or resilience to stress. So when life gets the best of you, just remember, you don't have to go it alone. Spend some time with those you love. It may just save your life. Got a burning question you want answered? Ask it in the comments or on Facebook and Twitter. And if you want the inside scoop on upcoming episode ideas and behind the scenes, check out our personal Instagram and Twitter handle. I thought I'd get that out of the way. I'm not going to be able to explain all the scientific stuff behind stress. So I had this guy do it. My name is Bernardo Mendoza. I'm part of the South Bay Ministry. And next to me is Telva Aguilar, part of the Latin Ministry. And you know, let me tell you, this, this, this woman can take a lot of stress. You know, when we got together on Monday, no, last Thursday to work on this lesson, we, we spent a lot of time on it. We came up with an outline, a lot of notes, and then she, the next morning she texted me, hey, can you send me the notes? I went to my computer, and I could not find the notes anywhere. 
So all of that went away. You can imagine my face there. No, I try to control it. You know, like, no, this, I can't get stressed. But anyways, uh, we're going to go to the next slide. Uh, and before we actually start, uh, I'm going to go ahead and pray. Dear God, thank you so much for this amazing opportunity, Father, to preach on your word, Father. I pray, God, that your spirit would be present with us. I pray that you give us the words to speak, Father. Be with my sister, Telb, and I as we share the message, Father. And um, I pray, God, that the hearts hearing the message, God, would be prepared to receive and be willing to examine their hearts, God, so that uh, we can truly, God, um, make every effort to follow you, follow your example, and and God, understand how you want us to deal with stress and as well as we reflect on the things that stresses us, God. So please, God, I pray that you be with us tonight, be with uh, every word that we say, and I pray uh, that you continue to reveal Jesus Christ to us as we try to imitate him, Father. And I thank you for his sacrifice on the cross, and I pray all this in his name. Amen. Okay. So I'm going to open up with this scripture that's uh, in John 14, uh, 27. It says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Do not, I do not give to you as the world gives. I do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And you, see, you can see the picture there. This is, in a way, how God wants us to live our lives, right? Like, relax. This should, be, should have been my response when I didn't find my file, right? Like, all oh, my notes gone. Like, ah, oh, no worries. It's, it's fine. You know, but the reality is that most of the time or a lot of the times in our day to day living, uh, the next slide will show you how we actually experience life a lot of times. So unfortunately, right, like we find ourselves in this situation a lot of times. It says there, I'm a little stressed right now. Just turn around and live quietly and no one gets hurt. All right. So let's go to the next slide. Stress. There's an interesting fact about stress. Stress affects everyone. No exception. Young, old, married, not married, uh, men, women, rich, poor, black, white, green, pink. You, you, you think of anything, stress affects you. And there's no way of getting out of it. And it's not something new either. It's something that people in all generations have experienced. And in the next slide, we're going to read about some of these people. And I have two examples here. David, in, in Psalms 36, 6 through 8, he says, this is him uh, speaking, I, I bowed down and brought, and brought very low. All day long, I go about mourning. My back is filled with, uh, with searing pain. There is no health in my body. And I am feeble and utterly crushed. I groan in anguish of heart. You know, this is an intense form of stress. It's, it, it involves so many different things. And whether you've experienced this magnitude of stress or not, we can all relate in a certain, to a certain degree to that kind of feeling. Feeling, feeling hurt, feeling like there, a lot of stuff is going on and we can't overcome it or we don't know how to deal with it. And Jesus himself, you would think that he would be exempt from this feeling, right? But there's this, this human part of Jesus that... He, too, experienced stress. And we read that in Matthew 26, 37 through 38. He says, He took Peter and two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. And then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. So again, can we relate to this a lot of times? 
different things that are going on in our lives, things that we don't want to face, things that hurt. We know it's coming, and we, we can feel it. It's intense. We don't know what to do, and we feel helpless a lot of times. And so in the next slide, we see then what is stress. I looked up the general definition on, on, in a dictionary, and this is what they have. A mentally or emotionally disruptive or upsetting condition occurring in response to adverse external influences incapable of affecting physical health, usually characterized by increased heart rate and raising blood pressure, muscular tension, irritability, and depression. And I, I want to point out these words because, you know, an interesting thing about uh, the word stress is not really used in the Bible. But all these words are associated with stress. So when we read these words in the Bible, this is generally what they're talking about, stress. Uh, so that would be worry, anxiety, and fear. There's other words, but these are the ones that I wanted to point out. And this is just a brief overview. The next slide um, is a brief overview of um, what are some of the things that causes stress. Uh, you know, finances, work, relationship, health. And we go to the next slide, and there are some statistics. That, uh, I pulled it up online. Uh, American Psychological Association reports that those people that regularly, regularly experience physical symptoms of stress is at 77%. That's a, that's a high percentage of people in the U.S. that experience stress, right? And those who regularly experience uh, Psychological symptoms of stress is at 73%. And uh, uh, there is uh, citing money and work as being the primary cause of stress at 76%. And then reporting uh, laying awake at night due to stress at 48%. Almost half the population is laying on their bed, cannot fall asleep because of something generating stress in their lives. So uh, I'm going to turn it to Telba. She's going to talk about some, um, some more facts about stress. Okay. Um, believe it or not, some stress is good. It's, it's actually useful, especially when um, we are wanting to uh, enter in a competition or we, we are not, we're going to go race. And also it's used is useful when we have uh, something uh, like a deadline at work. This kind of stress I like and I need because when you are kind of passive like me, you kind of need that spurt to kind of get you going, right? Uh, how, how many of you guys feel like that? Good. Now, it is good, but it's not good when this, that type of uh, level of stress is, is for too long or... or um, let me see if they're here. <laughs> Where am I? Okay, here I am. I'm sorry. I found myself. <laughs> but if stress happens too often or lasts too long, then, then it can be bad for you. It has bad effects on you. It can, it can damage your physical, your mental, and your spiritual health. So the Bible really teaches us to have a balance, have a balanced life. Uh, but, you, but you all know that that's really hard. It's, it's, it's really difficult to keep a balanced life. Um, it, it's really hard to accomplish. It's like, a, like a, that type of scale when, that you're trying to keep it balanced. And it's really hard to do that, but it's really easy. If you just touch it, you can see that it can go one way or another very easily. So that's how our life is when stress comes in, into our life. We, we get so out of place, and um, 
let me turn my page over here. Hold on a second. Uh, and, and, and then when that happens, uh, when, uh, let me see the next slide, please. Oh, that's the last one. Okay, never mind. Um, there's a scripture. The scripture? 1 Peter 5, 8, that says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a rolling lion looking for someone to devour. And I'm not sharing this scripture to stress you more than you probably will are, but it's just to make you aware that when we allow stress in our life, we are opening the door for the enemy to come and do more damage than the actual situations are stressing us out, uh, you know, that way. So when you allow stress in your life, when you are out of balance and when you're being excessive, definitely you are, you are giving it the, 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 the go to, to, the, to the devil to come in and ruin your life. And again, it will affect your physical, mental, and spiritual health in a very negative way, of course, not the other type that I explained earlier. So to, to begin by assessing your stress and managing your stress and basically kill stress before it kills you, you need to ask yourself uh, some questions. You have to assess yourself as to what it is that is causing you to have a, an unbalanced life. Am I being excessive? Am I putting too much time on things that are not important? Am I setting my priorities correctly? That's one thing that you need to ask yourself uh, because that has happened to me in the past where my priorities are not set in the right things and then, you know, stress comes in and then other things comes right after that. So being excessive or out of balance just simply means that you go to the extreme of things. It also means that your priorities, like I said, are not set on the important things of life and things that really matters. Okay. So I guess I'll start. Uh, we're gonna do, what we're going to do over here is that we're going to go over the certain um, things that stress us out a lot, and one of them is finances. And I guess I go first because I have a lot of years into living through my finances, you know, age-wise. And um, one of the scriptures that I found that, um, that will relate to finances is on 1 Timothy uh, 6.10 that says, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. We definitely need money to survive and, you know, to get by and, and, and survive in this world. Uh, however, when money becomes our priority in life, we get out of balance and we start to open the doors to the enemy, and we start living in excessive. We buy things that we don't need. We start getting our credit cards up to the gang-yang. We need more money. We, stay, we start spending more money and making more money, and then we become workaholics, and we don't take care of what we really need to take care of, like family, for example. And here, my friends, is the problem with uh, not prioritizing and getting out of balance living a life of stress. Um, let's see. Um, finances has always been a stress factor in my life. So that you guys can get to know me a little bit, I got married when I was very young. I also got divorced when I was very young. At age 25, I was a single mom with two kids. No college education and no training on how to manage my money. 
I don't even know how I even did it. I mean, I, 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 I'm here and I look at my kids and everything. I don't even know how I did it. I know that God definitely helped me to, in providing me enough. But I guess enough wasn't enough for me. So what happened? Well, I started getting into trouble by getting into credit card debts, buying unnecessary things, things that I could not afford. I wanted to have my kids go to, uh, to private school, but I also wanted to buy other things that, that you don't even have to show it anymore. Um, so guess what? I opened the door to the enemy for more sin to come in. I was always stressed out about finances uh, to the point where I will ignore the mail that came in every month with those infamous uh, bills. I, I will even not open them thinking that if I didn't open them, I didn't have to pay for them. <laughs> so what happened then, uh, lay fees uh, came up or your registration, maybe there was a registration card fees that you had to send in on time. I didn't. And so you can just imagine all the chaos that I had to go through as a single mom, you know, being a young mom raising kids. And that led to also being indolent, which is a nice word for laziness, you know. Um, not wanting to sit down because before we didn't have the online thing that you can just click, 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 click. And so things really got out of... Out of, uh, I mean, I, I've been up to debt in, in $20,000 in credit cards. Um, so I never asked for advice, of course. And I, I ended up working for three, two, three jobs. And I even remember, and, 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 and I say it to just give glory to God because, you know, he forgives us for everything that we do. But I had an accident one time. And I remember being in the stress of, of not having money uh, that I exaggerated the, the aches and pains, you know, on my body so that they, the insurance can give me more money. And I even asked my kids to do the same thing. So that's how, you know, uh, stress, finance stresses can actually do because when we do not uh, take care of uh, the finances that well, you know, it, it gives us, it gives, I'm sorry, let me throw it out, sorry. <laughs> it, uh, you know, it just puts us in really bad places. I was very foolish. So on Luke 10, 38, 42, um, I, I'll read it because I don't think we put it up there. Huh? Oh. As Jesus and his disciples uh, were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. He said that his, he had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or, in, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. And I have to confess that I lied on my resume when I said that I was a fast learner because I, it, it, I've been a disciple for 13 years, and it wasn't until like four years ago that I actually decided to, you know, to change in, in this area. God really uh, showed me that I, I, was, I was doing really bad. And it's been, it has taken me four years to kind of turn the Titanic around. And the only reason why I did it is because I put... God's kingdom first. And I'm very grateful to God because he provided me an amazing kingdom, financial worships, 
uh, sermons about finances and contributions. And, 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 and now I can say that I'm, I'm financially stress-free. Okay, go to the next one. Okay, I myself have had some experience with financial stress as well. You know, I've gotten better over time, and, uh, but nevertheless, you know, things still come up. And I want to, before I go into these experiences, uh, I, wanna, I want you to think about this kind of stresses as two, like two different categories. The first one is like uh, stress or situations that come into our lives that we simply do not have control over. You know, let's say somebody breaks into my car, steals everything, now my car is not running. What do I do? You know, and hopefully I have insurance, but if I don't, then I got to, you know, possibly buy a new car. My car breaks down, somebody gets sick, or, you know, you name it. There's a lot of situations that we just cannot control that generate stress in our lives. But there's another, uh, another approach to developing stress, and that is our own sin. You know, what we do that end, ends up leading, leading into a situation where we feel stressed. So, um, in the book of Ecclesiastes 4, uh, 4 to 6, it says, And I saw all toil and achievements uh, spring from one person's envy of another. You know, back when I was uh, getting ready to go to college, that was uh, one of the big experiences that led to a lot of stress. It was my own looking around to other people that were my age, and they were driving nice cars. And I thought, well, if they can have one, why can't I? So I'm getting, like, I have some savings. I'm about to go to college, and I go to a dealership and buy a car as I'm heading out to college. And my parents were not helping me financially. So you can imagine a few months later, my, my, uh, my savings were running out. I could not pay for this car anymore. And eventually, you know, I, I, I was stressed for a long time. And, uh, and eventually my brother helped me out by taking over the payments. He gave me his old car. You know, that kind of solve it. But, but you can see we can make decisions by, by buying things that, one, we, can't, we don't need, possibly. I had a car before that. I didn't need to buy a new car. And uh, things that we cannot afford. And Telva shared about uh, credit cards and we can accumulate things. It's so easy to swipe your card. But later, when that bill comes, when the interest accumulate, it's not so pretty. And then you become stressed, Right? Poor money management. Little things can lead to stressful situation. You know, recently, I, 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 I've been a little busier than usual. And eating out becomes uh, like, a, like a habit. It's something that you do so easily. And Marco talked about this last Sunday at, uh, at church as well. You know how if you eat every day for five days at $10 per day, how much is that, right? It adds up. It adds up to a lot of money. And so if I continue to do that, eventually my finances are going to be affected. I'm not going to be able to keep up. I got to pay bills as well. So in Proverbs 21, 20, 20 it says, The wise store up choice food and olive oil, but the fool gulps, their, uh, gulps, the, uh, gulps theirs down. And what does this mean? Basically, I have income coming. And if I'm not careful, I'm going to end up seeing that check coming in, and I'm already looking at different ways I can let it out, consume it in some form. But rather, I should, as the Bible calls me, to put some savings so that way I'm not stressed when rent comes, when phone bill comes, when, when all the different bills that I have come, because I'm, I would have had some saved and I'm not spending money foolishly. So from here, we're going to move into work-related uh, stress. And, and again, there's, 
numerous things that can cause stress in our lives, but for the sake of tonight and the time that we have, you know, we picked some that we can relate to as well as we think that you can relate to as well. You know, this, uh, this uh, one factor, losing a job, this a lot of times we do, you don't have control over. Maybe sometimes you do when you're not diligent with your work, when you're not being, when there's a lot of factors where people actually end up firing you, right? But when I recently graduated from my undergraduate uh, um, studies, I got a job right like uh, two weeks after I graduated, and that was awesome, except the fact that two months later, they announced that they're closing down the company. And so I ended up not, uh, not having a job for a period of time, and, uh, and I didn't have, and, you know, of course, you don't have a job, you don't have income, then you can't pay your own bills. So those situations, you can find yourself in that situation. And then another factor now, like, I do have a job. And, uh, what, like, a lot of times major change in responsibilities at work can lead to stress. You know, accepting a promotion can lead to stress. Or you're demoted for a, in a position. That can lead a lot to a lot of stress a lot of times and can affect your self-confidence and all these things. But let's take the promotion, for instance. I did get recently, I got a promotion for my work. But with that promotion, it requires, it puts a lot more responsibility on me. It puts me in situation, new situations where I don't know what to do. And, uh, and I have to learn new skills. And a lot of times, this is another um, thing that, uh, that affects me personally to lead to more stress when I'm already found in that situation, and that is pride. You know, I, I, I'll never forget this situation. Recently, about a month and a half, or actually more like two months ago, at work, there was one simple problem that I was trying to figure out how to calculate something to basically come up with a number to report on. Uh, uh, I'm simplifying it for you. So, so th- there's a report that I'm writing. I need to come up with a number based on an assessment, and I have no idea. I've never done this, so I don't know how to do it. And I looked online. I went on YouTube. I, I was trying to figure it out. I spent so much time on that little problem, and finally I gave up. And I went to one of my coworkers, and I said, there's this problem. I don't know how to come up with the answer. Can you help me? It literally took like three minutes for them to explain it to me. And when I saw it, like, are you serious? <laughs> you know? But you have no idea how much stress this caused me, all because I, 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 I wasn't humble enough to just simply go and ask for help. You know? And so if you go to the next slide, relating to work as well, taking on too, uh, too many responsibilities. You know, this can be just simply at work, but at the same time, other things come up in life. When somebody asks you to do a lesson, <laughs> you know, and you say no, <laughs> you know. But I'm just saying, not tonight. But, uh, but a lot of times you can find yourself people asking you to do so many things. And you're simply unable to say no, but then you find yourself being stressed out, you know. And another factor with, uh, related to work is prioritizing work more than your relationship with God and your relationship with others. You know, when you find yourself stressed because of work, chances are work is going to demand more time of you, which then leads to not prioritizing your relationship with God. Perhaps you're speaking, uh, skipping midweek. Perhaps you're speaking, uh, skipping Sunday. Skip hanging out with disciples. Skip all the fellowship precisely when you shouldn't be because that will, might lead to more stress, Right? And uh, I already talked about not being able to say no, but, you know, generally, there's a lot of things we can do prior to actually us finding ourselves in stressful situations 
And uh, I'm going to turn it to Telva as she shares her uh, experiences with work-related stress. Okay, so I, I have two, two things that I can share about work. Um, one of them is, um, you know, feeling stressed because you don't have a job, and now you have to go look for a job, and you have to go to interviews, and even if you want a promotion, you have to uh, go through the whole thing all over again. I can see that that can be very stressful. Um, I've been on my job for 20 years, and the times that I try to get promotions, it's nerve-wracking, even though the people that I apply with, they know me. And that's the problem, because they know me, I get more nervous, because they probably know my bad habits. Um, but during those times when, when we feel overwhelmed and even think that God is not taking care of us, you know, because we're not getting the job that we want, uh, um, we, can, we can fall into a condition that is called unbelief in our hearts, not, not really believing that God can take care of us. On Matthew 6, 28, 30, uh, it says, And why do you worry about clothes? So how, so how the, flowers, the flowers of the fields grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothed the grass of the fields, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, Will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So lack of faith equals unbelief. So in during those times, what we need to do is battle unbelief in order for us to, um, to overcome the, those insecurities and the stress that, that can um, you know, come to us when we're looking for a job or applying for a promotion. There's another cause of stress, and that is the one that, you, that is produced by your coworkers or the people that you work with. Like for myself, I work uh, at, at a hospital at UCLA. And recently, the most stressful time for me has been at the beginning of the year with the Obamacare because I deal with insurance and all that stuff. I mean, we got so many phone calls of people asking if we took certain insurances. And unfortunately, the cheapest insurance that people got were, were the ones that we don't take. Okay, so people were angry, and they would take it on us. You know, we're just answering and, and giving them the, the answer that they want. You know, are you or not? Well, we're not. And that was very stressful. But the most stressful part for me was when I had to uh, tell a patient that was scheduled for brain surgery or uh, open-heart surgery, or, or, you know, any major surgery, and I had to tell them that their insurance did not cover. That was very stressful. I mean, people got really abusive. They would curse at me. They will, I mean, it was just horrible. And there was one time when a patient um, had a retinal detachment and needed surgery, otherwise he would lose his sight. He almost went postal because he said, I'm going to come and shoot you guys. And, I mean, it, it sounds funny because it was funny, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm not going to take this lightly because people can go, you know, stressed out too, you know, because of the situation. So it really affected me so much that I became irritable, moody. I mean, I'm not like that. I'm always happy, and, and I was just so angry and, and aggressive. And, and so I realized that I needed, I needed help from God, you know. So I would pray every day. 
before I got into work. I will pray every time I answer the phone. I'm seriously, I prayed. I will pray whenever I call uh, the patients, and I cloth myself with more patience, more compassion, more uh, kindness and gentle uh, words. And I, I, I realized that that kind of calmed them down and, you know, it showed them that I really cared because I did care. I mean, I, it really hurt me to see them suffer, but at the same time it was affecting me too. So I needed to distress, and that's one of the ways that I, I um, distress, you know. Um, what else? One of the scriptures that I found that I thought it was really good that can help us deal with stress is from Psalms 118.5.6 that says, When hard presses, I cry to the Lord. He brought me into a spacious place. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? And literally, that's what I felt. I felt that God really, you know, uh, took care of me and um, didn't let that guy come and shoot us, you know. There's another, there's another uh, part that, um, that I, I can, uh, you know, say that I'm guilty of it, and that's overcoming, uh, seem to overcome stress. You know, we can procrastinate, laziness, lack of integrity, lateness, deceitfulness, lies, and, um, and realize that, you know, thank God that, you know, I've been 20 years at UCLA, and I have a good reputation now, you know, because, you know, I became a disciple, and... And, uh, and one of the scriptures that, um, that helped me overcome my, my weaknesses is 1 Corinthians 10, 13, that says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. So basically, um, you can change because I have. I mean, I, I just... It just brings me so much joy to know that, that I have a good reputation at work and that people can trust me, that I'm not going to just do whatever. I mean, there's times where I, I, I have to confess that I kind of like, you know, <laughs> procrastinate a little bit because, you know, those things come out sometimes. But most of the time, you know, I, 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 I feel like really God has really helped me a lot in that area. <laughs> Another stress factor... <laughs> I am so stressed out already now. <laughs> it's relationships, especially the romantic ones. Ooh. <laughs> Have I been stressed out or what? This is another of my favorite subjects that I can go on and on and on and on and share my experiences, okay? But I'm not going to do that, okay? I'm not going to do that. But from a woman's perspective, I think the the... The stress comes when, um, when um, you know, we're not, we're not, being, not able to find our, the, the, the one that we want, you know. Uh, and then we're getting younger and younger, and our, our clock is ticking. And, you know, you, you want to start a family. That, that's stressful. I can, I, I, don't, I don't have that stress because, I, you know, my life is, is a different. But I have another type of stress, which is, getting younger and younger. And so, you know, you don't get any younger, you don't get any white, I mean, you don't get any healthier or prettier, but thank God I do get more uh, passionate and more wiser and more faithful. Uh, but, um, but, yeah, I can definitely see how, you know, it can be very stressful to, 
to uh, feel that you're gonna, not going to catch the train and it's going to leave you behind. Um, it produces um, that, that stress, I noticed because I experienced that it produces, it can produce idolatry to our own desires. And, and, um, and I have to say that I, I experienced something like that. Um, about four years ago, because it looks like four years ago, God really proved me financially. I mean, everything. Uh, I, 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 I met this, this brother, and um, he basically would not make a decision. He would take his time. And, and, and there was other issues, you know, that, um, that you know, it's another lesson. <laughs> but, um, but it really, it really took a, a, a toll of me because, it created this anxiety, this stress. I mean, make a decision. You know, you're calling me all the time. You're, you're telling me how awesome I am and this and that, but you're, you're afraid, you know? So that, I'm, not, I'm saying this because that can create that idolatry, uh, that, that, that desire of our hearts to want one can, can create that idolatry. You know, and, and, I, and it was really painful, and I, it, it took me a long time to get over it because, like I said, when you're at a certain age that you're getting younger and younger, you feel like that train is going to leave you, and you just want to get on, and regardless if it's going to drag you through the whole 405 freeway, you know. But I remember when I, cry, I, was, I cried to God, and I, I repented of my sins, of idolatry, and, and everything else, and, 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 and I found this scripture that says, Psalms 94:19 that says, when anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. And it really helped me to know that God is with me, that God forgives me, that God accepts me the way I am, even if I'm getting younger and younger and younger. So really, God is good. God is good. So I, and I know for a lot, of, a lot of single sisters, it's very important to find someone, and, and for me too. But we need to hold on to God's promises. We need to make sure we do not enter in stress and despair. And I was going to read you a scripture, but I, I changed my mic. So. <laughs> I got advice. But. Brothers, are you taking notes? She's saying, make up your mind. Don't be playing around. Okay. You know, I, I wish you would have touched on insecurities, because I'm also... It, it's okay. It's okay. You know, we can relate, right? Women, insecurities. Not with me. But guys, at the same time, also can experience insecurities. And I think that's something we don't talk as openly about. You know, at one point or another, insecurities can be a very real thing. And guys don't lie. <laughs> you know? But what do we feel insecure about? A lot of times, you know, like the kind of jobs that we have, the, uh, our backgrounds, uh, physical appearance. It can be being stuck in a certain uh, uh, place in life. Let's say you're underemployed, you can't seem to find another job. It all affects you. And a lot of times when you approach somebody or you're interested in somebody, all those things come back. You know, they hunt you. That's probably what leads to you not making up your mind. You know, you want to move forward, you like her, but you don't want to do it because you feel insecure about all these other things that are going on. And uh, comparing yourself to others is the sin there, you know. You know, God sees us a certain way and describes us as your, as your children, 
But what, what are we doing? All this time, like, you know, we're looking at that person. Man, that brother is a lot more skilled than me. He's been a disciple so much longer. He makes so much more money. You know, all these things that you can get on and on and on and on. And all of this can produce stress in you. Because why? You're not satisfied with where you are. You know, you're, you're looking for something else. And uh, we move to... Um, so so I, I, I don't want to take too much uh, empathy, away, emphasis away from this, but I just want to make a point clear. Guys can stress about this as well. You know, the question of will I make the right decision? Will I find the right one? Will I ever find that person? All of that can lead to stress, and we all experience it. Whether you're a guy or a girl, you can experience it. And if we go to the next uh, slide, we're going to move to a different category of stress related uh, to health and family. This, is, this can be your health. I don't know if you've seen, uh, you have gotten sick with things that you're not sure what they are, and you, know, you get scared, you know, you're waiting for that diagnosis, or you're waiting for that uh, results from, uh, from exams, for, from tests that they conduct on you, or stuff like that. But also the stress of loved ones. I recently, uh, my dad has um, gone through a lot uh, with his health. You know, anything from uh, diabetes, uh, to a kidney failure, to stroke, to, and, you know, his eye is getting worse. He has a, a surgery coming up and all of that. You know, when we, when we deal with the, the conditions of, the lo- of loved ones, all of those things can come into your life and produce stress. And that's an example of something that I do not have control over that. You know, I did not do something sinful that my dad's eyesight is going out, you know. But it's just situations that lead to us being stressed because we care about people. At the same time, the sins of others, perhaps, uh, when our family members make decisions that are not very wise and lead to them hurting or hurting others in the family. I remember one of my brothers, I'm not going to say his name just in case he hears his message, uh, but but, you know, this guy at some point disappeared from us, not physically, but we had no idea what was going on in, in his life. Eventually, we found out that he got gotten into two different car accidents. You know, he had accumulated so much debt. We don't know how exactly. But during this time, I, I tell you, there are a lot of times when my mom called me crying. And receiving that, you know, hearing my mom cry produces a lot of stress. I feel helpless. I don't know what to do, you know. I'm, I'm so far from her, I can't even give her a hug. You know, all of that. Uh, but anyways, we're going to move a little quicker. So <laughs> we're running out of time. Uh, but that's another area. So we're going to talk about now how to deal with stress. And, uh, you know, I'm going to briefly overview this, like kind of summarizing the dealing with stress my own way. And, right, self-reliance is not a good thing. When you feel like, I'll take care of it, I'm going to handle things on my own, I don't need anybody, I don't need God. That's basically self-reliance. And the, the fight response there, you can uh, resort uh, to anger, hostility, rage, hate, retaliation, bitterness, uh, resentment, violence, ju- uh, being judgmental or blaming others for what's going on in your life. None of that is what God calls us to do. Or the fright response, you're, you're fearful, you're anxious, you're worried about all these things and achieving nothing for doing so. Or the, uh, or the flight, simply like Teba was saying, I'm just not going to open that letter because or that, that mail, because maybe that will take the debt away or take the ticket away or whatever, denying that it happened, avoidance or escapism. Basically, I'm not going to deal with it. And that generally will lead to more stress in the future. Uh, in John 15:5, it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from the, me, you can do nothing. 
So try dealing with stress on your own. Shut yourself out from the church, from other disciples, and see how it goes. And I think we know how it goes. Because there are times when I felt stress, and that's precisely what I did. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to share about it anybody. I'm going to take care of it, then I'll share about it. General doesn't happen. Next slide. But how about God's way? Let's start with prayer because this is an important thing. Uh, in Philippians um, 4, 6 through 7, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So what do we need to do when we're feeling anxious, when we're feeling stressed? Pray. You know, David, this is what he records, right? Uh, when I am in distress, I call to you because you answer me, right? God is ready to answer. God is ready for us to go to him when we're feeling stressed. Jesus himself, in the situation in the Garden of Gethsemane, says, going a little further, he fell on his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, uh, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. In that moment of extreme stress that you're feeling, prayer is a powerful thing. And even before you get to the stressful situation, prayer is something you must do. Depending on God is another factor. Hebrews uh, 3, uh, 12. See to it, brothers and sisters, that no one has a sinful and unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. Moving away from God when you're feeling stressed because you're ashamed of it or because you, you simply don't want to talk about it is not what God calls us to do again. We, we are called to run to God, not away from God. Because our natural tendency, that is precisely that. I don't want to talk about it. So, whoa. What's happening? Okay. Um, so I'm going to skip this to scripture, but basically they're talking about the same thing so we can move forward with uh, surrendering to God. In Job 1.21, it says, and he said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed is the name of the Lord. At the end of the day, what we need to understand is that God is in control, and everything we have is from God. So if we lose something and that produces stress in ourselves, we've got to go back to realizing that God is in control. No matter what my situation is, I've got to surrender my situation to God. Nothing I can do will resolve my stress except if I rely on God, right? And th this one is a very important one, repentance. Because all those things that you've done that are sin or that I've done that are sin that leads to stress, I need to do something about it because God calls me not to continue that way. Whether it be lying, deceitfulness, uh, be procrastinating, uh, being unwise with your finances, we're called to repent. In Proverbs 21.5, it says, uh, Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but, uh, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Proverbs 21, 17, it says, Whoever loves pleasure will become poor. Whoever loves wine and olive with, uh, oil will never be rich. What is this talking about in our present day? When we get stuff right, we're eager to spend it on something, buying stuff we don't even need, buying stuff we cannot afford. Um, so, but rather, Proverbs 21, 20 says that the wise store up choice food and olive oil, but fools gulp their own. So let's be wise in that sense. Telva is going to share a little more. Okay, so one of the things that we can um, uh, battle stress is um, being more faithful and, tr and trusting God more. Basically, we need to be more in, on, on the scriptures because, as you know, 
uh, when the, reading the scriptures or listening to the word, it produces more faith. And remember on um, Matthew 6 um, that we read that um, the, the anxiousness, the stress that we feel is because we, we lack of faith. And so in order for us to battle the unbelief, we need to read scriptures. Uh, for example, when, when we, um, we feel stressed because we're not able to change certain sins, character sins, you know, um, just remember that uh, in Philippians 1, 6 says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So don't get too stressed out. God will change. I changed a lot. I mean, I still need to change a lot more, but I, I, if you look back at my life, I'm not the same person. So believe. You have to believe. You have to battle your unbelief by reading the word of God. Philippians, I'm sorry, acceptance of the situation and provision. Sometimes there's things that we cannot change. He says, <laughs> if it's a problem, it has a solution, right? But if it doesn't have a solution, then guess what? It's not a problem. So you, you just need to accept whatever it is that it's, it's your portion. You know, in Luke 22:42, Jesus says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will but yours be done. And we also need to learn to be content. Um, with what we have. Philippians 4.12 tells us that, you know, Paul was, was fine with little with, or, 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 or with uh, a lot. And I've been in that situation, you know, I've been where I have to go buy the 99 cent store when I used to be, you know, my kids were used to be little. I, you learn to, to, to live with what you have. I don't have to go to Macy's that often anymore. <laughs> You know, I, I, I just go to Ross, you know, you know, little things like that. You know, you just need to be content. You don't have to be wearing the last, you know, the la ultima moda, you know. No, you don't. You just have to, you have to, you know, just be content with what you have, content with what God has given you. And uh, Romans 8, 28, I don't know, it says, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So just be mindful of that, that um, God is not going to leave us, that he's going to, you know, complete the work on us and that he's going to bring us to perfection and that one day when we're in front of him, that day that he's going to complete us and we're going to be perfect. Okay. In conclusion, we, we, we got to accept the fact that we're not immune to stress. Every one of us are going to experience stress. If you're not experiencing it right now, you're going to go through it. And... You know, and, and keep in mind that a lot of the stress is caused by our own sins. And, you know, some of the stress is not. You know, it's just situations that come up in life. And, uh, but in any situation of stress, you have an option to deal with it your own way or to deal it with God's way. So the decision is ultimately back to you. You know, so that's all we had today. We had questions, but I don't think we have time for them. So thank you very much. You've just listened to the Elevate podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit elevatecoastal.com.